Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another week on the farm, on the ranch. I'm taking the old bunny out to pasture, and um, <laughs> I'm saying my goodbyes. <laughs> yes, saying your goodbyes. Yeah, because you know, um, old Yella, uh, we're gonna put you down to rest. Easy. Uh, did you mean hi, Yella? <laughs> oh my or God. old Yella? <laughs> because I'm high and I'm old. <laughs> You're high and you're old. Well, the, the things that have not changed since last week's episode. Yeah, I'm actually not high. And oh, really? I'm in San Francisco, which is... Oh, because you're about to do your show at the Oasis. No, I did it already, Friday and Saturday. And, oh, it's Friday and um, Saturday. How was it? Did the two kids live? Two shows, yeah. Two standing ovations. I'm happy. Did, Very happy. Did the children live, snap, oot, mama? Yes, they did, and Latrice was performing after me, but I didn't get to uh, to see her. It's a night wow. So you don't support, so you don't support black artists? No, I, well, I I imagine that since we were worth, both working for the same venue, that we were in the same hotel, and I thought we could do something the next day. Actually, she was performing after me at a night called Reparations, and uh, so I I asked you know on stage. It's not very inclusive here in San Francisco. I wonder why they wouldn't ask me to perform <laughs> at an all-black <laughs> review uh, called Reparations. They ask Latrice. I mean, if, if if it works, I could I could do it in blackface. Oh my God! What if what if one day, Bunny? Some picture, some there's what if pictures of you doing blackface resurface one of these days? What would you do? 
Well, I would sign my autograph to them. I'm very proud of my work. <laughs> I was so done with you. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm staying a few extra days in uh, old San Fran and seeing some of the girls. Well, you know, people say, you know, uh, pandemic stuff. Like, they're like, all oh, these, like, you saw these pictures swirling around. about People act like San Francisco is like a... A war zone. I have not been to SF since I was there. Actually, I was there in December for that for um, when I sang with the symphony, and I thought it was fine. How do you? How how does the old city look to you? Well, it's interesting because I'm at you know kind of a nice hotel, but and it's right on the main like Market Street where mm. you know you're gonna find everything from you know Bloomingdale's to Macy's and, and to to de designer stuff. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing is, it's just coming out of an area where there's a lot of homeless people. So there are, they're like in a slightly different neighborhood. But, you know, for example, I went to uh, eat breakfast outdoors and I went in, took my mug inside to get a, a cup of coffee. And um, this uh, lady inside said, look, and there was a homeless guy who would already come and grab my toast. And, and oh really? You know, was, was gonna grab the rest of my food, I, and I was like, "Wow!" I mean, that that's that's never happened before. To tell you the truth, I didn't really care because I wasn't gonna eat the toast. Um, and I asked them for no toast, and they gave me the toast anyway, so I didn't care about that. But uh, it it so I mean, uh, it it is it is rough to see. Um, you know, I've seen people sharing videos for months. Um, you know, and it's often either progressives or Republicans saying, hey, Nancy Pelosi, this is your district. You can't take care of your own district. And, you know, the, the homelessness issue is very, very complicated. I mean, I don't think that anybody in the country in, who is on any political party is going to tell you that we don't need more affordable housing um, because we do. Um, and that would solve some of the homeless crisis. Obviously, it's a mental health and drugs right. thing. Um, mm -hmm. One third of the homeless are veterans, yeah. um, which is an indication of how poorly we do treat. I mean, we give them holidays, but when it comes to their day-to-day -day existence, um, you know, we're, we're, we're not too kind to them. And as someone like me who is a peacenik who wants to, you know, avoid every war, I do believe that if you get those young people over there and say that, that you're going to get health care for life, that you owe them that when they risk, you know, life and limb. You know, I, yeah. I, I really yeah. do believe that. And over the, you know, there, there were a couple of scandals about the veterans, is it the, the VA, the Veterans Association? Because my, 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 my uncle and my grandfather were in the military, so they all always got excellent care in North Carolina because mm -hmm. they honored that promise more. Like, if you risk your life for us, you're, you never have to worry about health care. And since then, I think they have to worry about health care more now right right which is which is which is not good there were there were a couple of scandals a few years ago when the va was um found uh making people making veterans wait longer for care and also um just just, just making it harder for them to get what they were promised yeah well i mean and i mean the the situation here in 
LA. Although I, I have to say, since I moved here, I think like you, anyone who's been to Los Angeles, and you've seen this, Bunny. You, the people are like camping. There's, there's a lot of homelessness. Well, houseless people camping out. And you see like the the tents and the things everywhere, like all over Hollywood Boulevard, especially. But in the past like couple months, I've seen that gone down. I don't know what that means. I don't know if. I mean, I don't think any government initiatives have been launched as of recent to make the situation better, but I am noticing less houseless people and tents around the city and in Hollywood area. But I don't know what that really means, though, if it's good or bad. Well, sometimes, like in, in my mother told me that in Chattanooga, Tennessee, they'll just give them a one-way bus ticket to Ohio or wherever. And of course, uh, more so in L.A., um, but San Francisco is still fairly temperate weather, even if it's not as warm as L.A. Um, yeah. It's easier for homeless people to live outside. I mean, you, you're going to have a yeah. rough time homeless in Boston. Or in Minnesota, uh, in bitch. Oh, just there, honey. Cold. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, so, may, so you're saying the homeless problem in L.A. diminished when you I mean, um, may, moved there. Maybe, I mean, maybe, I, maybe they saw you so. coming and just said, oh, my God, this, there goes the neighborhood. They well, like, half the ones you gave AIDS, they're probably all passed away at this point. <laughs> well, then that's why you don't see service. the problem. That's why you don't see the problem, because I went on a spree. The last <laughs> time I was a sucking spree. A fucking spree. Yes, honey. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think it has been a little a, a, a little eventful weekend with one of the, with one of a, a much anticipated event happening. So I think maybe we can jump into the headlines. Do you agree, Lady Bunny? Yes, I do. Let's do it. Headliners. All right. So this past weekend was a superstar-studded Grammys. I mean Grammys. Super Bowl weekend. Um, I am not a sports junkie at all. I know literally nothing about sports. The only sports I pay attention to are the Olympics, like every other faggot. I love the gym, uh, the gymnastic sports, and I like watching. I love watching volleyball, beach volleyball, and indoor volleyball. I fucking live for, especially the fucking indoor volleyball with the American team. First of all, to play volleyball, you have to be average like above six one so the average height on the team be like six six and these motherfuckers be tall and it just gets my motherfucking pussy quivering but that's besides the point oh so <laughs> your your tie to sports is sex and skimpy <laughs> revealing outfits Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't apologize for that. Okay. Um, but this weekend was the, the the Super Bowl weekend. And, I mean, the reason why I know I watched it and a lot of the people who I follow and, and are friends with online, all the gays, we were there for the motherfucking Rihanna concert. That's what happened. That's what we were here for. And um, it's been some controversial... It was a controversial performance for uh, a couple of reasons. What do you think about it, Lady Bunny? Why, why was it controversial? Because people... I haven't, controversial... I haven't seen that many reviews or anything. I, I haven't seen Really? No. Well, I mean, I maybe I'm, I'm being a little hyperbolic with with using the word controversial, but I had seen it. It's it, it's been a very polarizing performance. A lot of people are like, Rihanna came out there, she did the damn thing, she left no crumbs, like it was perfect. And a lot of people, um, to some people, she left some to be to be uh, desired. Some people were expecting a little more, and they and and their expectations of what they wanted Rihanna's performance to be were not met. Well, you know. Um... 
I, I saw some criticism that, oh, you know, she didn't have any guests. Like, you know, they suggested that she should have brought Eminem on and they have two ball, uh, sort of ba hip hop ballads together. So, yeah. I mean, you know, although I, I remember seeing Madonna's halftime and she brought out like, um, she had a guest every couple seconds. And I was like, you have enough hits. You know, she, to, to, to just uh, get out you. there and, and, and sing, you know, well choreographed versions of your hits. Yeah. Uh, you know, but instead she just felt, felt it, it felt like, you know, she needed these other people to keep her, you know, whatever, young, relevant, whatever you want to say about. She had the guys that sang um, shot, 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 shots. Uh, 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 um, LMFAO, is that them? Yes, and then she, I think she had party uh, monsters, whatever they are. Gnarls Barkley. Gnarls Barkley. Does that uh, make me cry? Yeah, I mean she had she had a lot of different. Uh, was it maybe Missy Elliott too? I don't remember, but but Her um, and Missy have a song. Madonna and Missy have a song together. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, um, it was up. not that you know huge huge uh, spectacle. It wasn't you know like a slam dunk spectacle. Like uh, you know, uh, J Lo, who who also does not sing, but who put on quite a show. Uh, she did last, last year with the with the you know. Costumes. Was J Lo last year? No, I, two years ago. Last year was ago. Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, all of them. Okay, um, but but I mean, R Rihanna uh, was was low energy, and um, she I mean, she always looks beautiful, but. Um, you know, um, I, 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 she wasn't even bothering to lip sync. I mean, she, she was like, she was like, like the mic was away from her face. <laughs> I mean, I mean for certain parts, I mean, for, you know, famously, even Whitney, when Whitney Houston sang that national anthem, the iconic national anthem that she sang at the 93 or 92 Olympic um, uh, Super Bowl, that was lip synced. That was not. She's not seeing that live there in the moment. So I know, like, but she. But but Whitney is a show-stopping performer, and if she's lip-syncing, she is not going to be uh, miss, messing the lip-sync up. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna was sloppy. At certain points, I think some some of it was live, some of it was was TV track. I mean, that's not weird for a live performance. Yeah. Um, well. I, I think, you know, the, the stuff that I have seen online were people debating it in terms of she's pregnant, you know, um, she's not trying to do all the dances that she usually does. I did not realize that she had not had an album in seven years. Is this a year? 2016 was the last one. So that's, yeah, seven years. Yep. But I mean, she's put out stuff with Calvin Harris, like This Is What You Came For. She's put out stuff with Drake and you know yeah. M in that but time not, yeah i mean she she had a ton of hits uh you know she 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 didn't really seem to be that into it um i mean like that maybe you can make you make that judgment but i think that i mean that's always rihanna's vibe right rihanna's vibe is always like cool laid back like rihanna has never been the like i'm jumping off of off of buildings like lady gaga like this, I, I, I think it felt it felt like Rihanna's energy, which is cool, laid back, like like the cool girl doing doing a performance. Right. Yeah, I didn't know that much about um, 
uh, I haven't seen her perform quote live unquote. I'm not sure that she sings live at her concerts. <laughs> um, she's been criticized for that, but I haven't been to one. So, yeah. Um, I mean, and again, I, I think I think with the Super Bowl uh, performance, did you did you see the floating platforms? I thought the the that visual of those motherfucking platforms floating all over the place was crazy to me. I was like, that seems wild. And then there was this whole thing online. This guy posted, and it was Meech on Twitter. I forget. I don't know what his handle is. I can look it up. But he posted this video of Beyonce um, years ago at a Grammy performance. I think Grammy 2017. Beyonce performed Pregnant, and then she did um, her song called Love Drought, which is a slow song, but it was still, like, had the spectacle of it. Like, she did, like, the whole Last Supper scene, and there's this scene when she's sitting in the chair, and the chair goes, like, all the way back, like, 90 degrees, and he posted a screenshot of that. He was like, um, picture of Beyonce performing um, when she was pregnant and shutting it down, whatever. So people were saying, like, even though Rihanna was pregnant, why couldn't she do more of a spectacle, whatever? And I, I think that... Listen, this bitch is worth $1.5 billion. Again, I think that we got a lot of what Rihanna does, which is just like cool and vibes. Sure, you can make a case that it could have been people, they could have been more spectacle. Like, think of like when she did Pour It Up or some of these other videos where it's not crazy Janet Jackson if choreo, but it's still like a spectacle. There's like money coming from everywhere and there's like stripper poles and like it's really like a lot. So maybe there is a, a case that it could have been more of that, but I thought. I thought it was perfectly, perfect, perfectly Rihanna. Well, I said Rihanna was a lazy performer last night wearing flats who can't sing and looks pregnant, so I'm suing her for stealing my act. <laughs> Wait, uh, do you wear, flats? you wear flats now when you perform, Bunny? What's gone into you? Well, I don't. Not when I perform, no. but when I DJ, I will sometimes wear, wear flats. Somebody else said it was nice of... Uh, uh, of um, Rihanna to make the Super Bowl her baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another big thing, too, people, are, because, I mean, I, you know, as a young man, um, born into this world of man, I, 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 I was not, I am not a cis woman. I was not born a woman. I don't have a vagina. I will never know what it is like to be pregnant. Like, it's been ingrained into me from a kid. Like, you never assume that a woman is pregnant. So, like, there was, like, a whole big thing online. People were like, is Rihanna pregnant? And then uh, one half of people were like, of course she's pregnant. Duh, can't you see? But the other half was like, bitch, until the, until she says I'm pregnant, I'm not guessing she's pregnant. Maybe, maybe she had some Chipotle before the show. Maybe she put on a little weight. But she is, in fact, pregnant. Her team announced that she is pregnant with yeah. her, with her second kid. Yeah. Well, that's always a good thing to try. Your your show sucks, and then afterwards you say she's pregnant. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, this is a comment on. I mean, obviously, when I posted that thing about she's a lazy performer wearing flats who can't sing and looks pregnant, so she's doing my act. That's a joke. It's mainly a joke about me. Um, uh, and someone commented, I see it is mostly men. I was like, when did I ever tell you I was a man? Okay. Uh, who are saying <laughs> she was lazy. You will never understand how hard it is to be pregnant and perform in front of millions of people on a floating platform when you can do it yourself. Come tell us how boring it was. And I'm like, you know, this, this sounds like a Rihanna fan where she could do no wrong because first of all, 
has this person that made this comment, do they know how difficult it is to be pregnant and perform on floating platforms? I don't think many people, you know, pregnant or otherwise, you know, have done that for her to know how, you know, hard it is. I mean, honestly, if I were pregnant, I wouldn't get up on a floating anything because I'm afraid of ice. <laughs> I mean... I get that too, Lady Bunny, and I hope that the Rihanna fans, we're calling Navy, I hope that the Navy sinks your fucking battleship. Your days are numbered, bitch. Know that. Another aspect of this is that um, I think it was 2019 that Rihanna had a quote saying, um, you know, this was back in the Colin uh, Kaepernick days, um, am I saying that right? I never know if I'm saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, it's like a black guy with a Welsh name, so I don't know which way to go with that. Uh, so, so Welsh, sounds like Irish or Welsh. Um, at any rate, um, she made a statement saying that she would not participate in the Super Bowl because, you know, basically that the NFL was racist. Jay-Z made similar comments around that time. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of wondering, well, what changed? What changed with the NFL to make at it that okay point, for you I to do don't it think now? I don't, at that point, when she made that, that comment, Jay-Z was not in the position he is now with the NFL, I don't believe. That's before Jay-Z took over that role of as the, what is his yes, role? Yes, that's true. That's true. Jay-Z was also against it, but then he took, he said he's going to work with them yes. and take on that role. You're yeah, right. so so I think after that, and and Rihanna is under Rock Nation, who Jay Z's obviously the is Jay is Jay Z the exec like the executive of Rock Nation or no? It's coming. Yeah, so Rihanna is under Jay Z's label, so I'm pretty sure is Beyonce under Rock Nation? No. Um, anyway, yeah, so I think that Jay Z being in charge has a lot to do with it, and Jay Z probably like reached out to his artist Rihanna, like, hey. We went to perform the Super Bowl, yada, 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 ga, 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 Because you don't get paid to do the Super Bowl. I found this out last year. You do not get paid to do the Super Bowl. Like, the NFL does not write you a check to perform at the Super Bowl, right? Um, I read that they don't get paid as much as you would think that they would get for such a high-profile gig. Yeah, I'm kind of right. Do artists get paid for the Super Bowl? Literally, the, 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 NFL Vice President of Communications Brian McCarthy told Newsweek that the league doesn't pay halftime performance and appearance fee, but the artists are indeed paid union scale. So, bitch, what? They're making what? They're making what we get, uh, what people make on Broadway? 600 bucks. Right. Did Rihanna get paid $1,019, the equity standard for, for, for a Broadway um, week, week? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. Um, I, I, I mean, you know, I'm just I just Googled it and, and you're seeing all kinds of stuff from uh, international pop star Rihanna stole the show with an explosive halftime show, um, you know, and, uh, you know, two things like, uh, you know, this was the worst lip sync I've ever seen, um, you know, was another review in the New York Post. I don't know. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at a performance and see what uh, see if I like it or not, 
and I, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to say, oh, well, she couldn't do any better than that because she was pregnant. I mean, that's like saying, well, I mean, you know, so sh showed you uh, if she can't walk because she has a cyst on her butt, then maybe this is not really the time for you to be on a competition show. I mean, if you're going to use yeah. an excuse, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, cause, cause it's a huge event and people are going to judge you. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know how the timing worked, but, um, you know, obviously if you're pregnant and you have a gig, but there's, there's another article saying that there's 10, uh, artists who also performed while they were pregnant. So who who are the other ones? Let me look it up. Ten super curious. Maybe Diana Ross was pregnant. No, she ain't been pregnant in a long time. Yeah, but what, Diana Ross's was what? She may have been pregnant with Evan. Diana Ross's was in like was it like nineteen ninety something? Um, could be, could be. Let me look up Diana Ross. Super Bowl performance was the year 1996. Oh yeah, Evan was not. Evan was definitely born before 96, so he's like in his 30s now. Mm -hmm. I can't. And her son Evan Ross is so fucking cute. Oh, he's adorable. It's hot. Um. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm not seeing the same article that I had a minute ago. Yeah, no worries. It was 10 Super Bowl or whatever. Who cares? That'll be a fun part to uh, edit out. But, well, people but you know what I thought that... was interesting? So with Rihanna, a lot of her uh, songs are huge, huge, huge for the straight crowd. Like uh -huh. they know all that, you know, like love the way you lie is their joint. You know, I mean, yeah. that, that's like, you know, they, they, that's like, but, and she didn't choose to do some of the dancier, uh, this is what you came for. Please don't stop the music. She, she did do only girl in the world. And I've been everywhere that have a, a dance tempo, but yeah, you could tell from the cheers. These are a lot of people's favorite songs. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, I mean, okay, here's the thing. If I was. Well, I was saying, because the, the big conversation was like, oh, my God, how is she going to start, right? And I was like, it should have been, like, all black, right? Lights, 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 lights. And you hear, where have you been, 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 been? Like, I, I, I would have no, liked a minute. If more they drama heard, like if that. If anyone heard that, they would run. <laughs> so put that on at closing time if there's drunk stragglers. <laughs> it was kind of like more dramatic like that. It, it, she kind of had like a cold open. Like the, it was like, all right, Rihanna's performance. And then the camera just on her and like it, it does the zoom out. Do you see the floating platforms? But I thought it was going to be more like a mystery because it's been so long. So starting with something like where have you been would have been like really dope. Yeah, it could start with where have you been? Uh, and come out uh, 30 minutes late with a big joint in her mouth. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and the, everyone's singing, where have you been to her? Yeah, I agree, buddy. I agree, lady buddy. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, do, do you know that where have you been song? Do you know where that comes from? You know what? You know what? It, it's not a sample, but it's it's a it's a reintrapolation or re. You know where that comes from? No, what? It's a country song that I perform, and it used to be a 
popular drag lip sync called I've Been Everywhere by Lynn Anderson, a beautiful country really? singer who died a couple of years ago. And um, she takes the, 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 the chorus is, I've been everywhere, man, I've been everywhere. You know, so, so that's where they, they took that from. But uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun song to do because it's all tongue twisters, the Lynn Anderson version, because she talks about, it's actually a Johnny Cash song originally. And um, so if I may, uh, the verse is just all tongue twisters. So she's talking about all the places she's been. She says, I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Manama, Loma, Vengo, Seminar, Amador, Amarillo, Hooten, Killer, Amador, Amarillo, I'm a killer. And where I'm from, down south, that's known as rap. You call it square dance, we call it rap. See, me and Busta need to get that number from his Busta Rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look this up. I don't. I don't. I don't know this. This. I would not want to hear this. I did not know that was a sample. It, it's not or, a sample. Or, sorry, it's a, an interpolation. Yeah. It's, a, yeah it, it's which is which you know is really bizarre to me because she's like a pop, you know, artist of today, and they're digging way back in those songs from the '60s um, that were never even that big of a hit. Um, yeah. And just lifting a few lines. I'm like, how hard is that to write? I've been everywhere. I mean, you know, it's like it's like a real hokey get down country. Interesting. It's like a square dance. Not a square dance. No, thank you. I'm triggered by that. My father used to call square dances. He used to call what? Well, you know, when you say, well, Alamina left and it's do si do and throw your partner oh, down. Oh, your dad used to floor. do that? Yes. Oh my yes. God! I'm country. You are. I want to. I wish I could go back and see young lady, young faggoty lady bunny at a square dance. Tell us on swing your partner. Those you don't Well, he had quit. He had quit by that. Uh, by the time I, I okay. arrived. <laughs> I'm gonna petition that next year for all your holiday Thanksgivings, I'm I'm gonna buy you a GoPro camera, and I just want you to wear a GoPro for the entire time. Well, if you go see, because I know you didn't see that your family last day was all Zoom stuff, but next time you go, you plan to go seeing your family, I want you to wear a GoPro camera. I'm so I'm so curious about your home life, Lady Bunny. Well, my uh, country cousin Natalie came to see my show here. She oh yes, in, the one that's Annapolis. a little conservative. Uh, she's probably not that conservative, uh, but her, her her parents are, but she's not. Um, and anyway, she lives out here, and it was nice to see her. She brought a fun friend along, and uh, of course, I recognized her in the audience and said something, and the fool jumps up and then oh, sticks God. her leg straight up in the air. And I'm like, I don't know what you think that's going to achieve in a gay bar, but go on. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Oh, it, it runs in the family, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it runs in the family. And I'm so stupid. I packed two different shoes. So I, I was wearing one. Girl, I have two left feet. And I had two left shoes. One oh shoe different. I, I mean, it was pitiful, but it was, it was, still, it was still fun. So what I did you know, do? Did you wear it? Well, I wore one shoe on one foot and then a mismatched shoe on the other foot and told the audience, don't worry, I have a pair just like them at home. 
<laughs> and um, I thought the only other choice was to just wear one shoe and nothing on the other foot and do a medley of uh, At the Hop and Footloose. I can't. <laughs> and get on the good foot. <laughs> I've never seen Footloose. I don't know anything from that show. Well, this means one of your feet is loose because you didn't bring a shoe for it. But, Got it. Um, you didn't see Footloose? Oh, my God. You know what? I didn't see it. In t- I didn't see it when it was out. Yeah, I've never seen Footloose. Now you gotta cut loose, Footloose. Put on your mismatched shoes. I had the time of my... Oh, yeah. Let's hear it for the bar. Denise Williams. Denise Williams, that whore. She's not a whore. She's religious. No, she no, no, she's not. She she had a whole you know you don't know about this? No. No, I'm kidding, I don't know either. No, she's religious. She's 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 a actually let's hear it for the boy was her biggest hit. Mm-hmm. But she was more prized by the drag community, the black community, the R and B loving community for her earlier stuff like um free and Black Butterfly, which is a pageant number. Um, silly, oh my God, Silly. Silly is one know. of my all-time I, favorite songs. The only one I know by her is um, Let's Hear It For The Boy. That's all I know by her. I don't know. Silly, silly of me to think, yeah, it's something like that. Silly of me to think that I could ever have you for my guy. How I love you. Oh, bunny. Oh, yes. That's my Valentine's Day message for you. (laughs) Bunny, have you ever seen the episode of Judge Judy when that black lady's singing? Uh Uh-uh. I just sent it to you online. It's a very funny clip. Okay. Which, I mean, if I ever had doubts that some of these episodes of by Judge Judy were fake, then th- that proved it to me. Because first of all, Denise Hicks is like a famous singer, and the fact that she went on Judge Judy, they, it had to have been a scripted thing. There's no way that was real. Oh no, it wasn't Judge Judy. It was something else. It was one of those fake Judge shows. It was like Judge Math is some bullshit. Mm. Anyway, she just starts well, singing, so- and she's like, she's like she's singing her, she's singing her. She's singing her, her her case to the judge. It's very interesting. She sounds well, beautiful, um, though. Den- Denise Williams' early stuff is worth checking out for anybody that loves beautiful, beautiful orchestral soul music. Her producers in the beginning were Earth, Wind, and Fire, so say no more. Ooh. She was a protege of them. Got it. Interesting. Um, well, someone who is not a protege of Earth, Wind, and Fire, but becoming with that motherfucking fire is my girl, AOC. Yes. <laughs> I love AOC so much. I love AOC so much. I love her. I love her. I love her. She is the baddest of them all, buddy. Do you want to tell us about um why she's a fear? Well, to to me, not to you. <laughs> well, I, I was a big supporter of AOC and, you know, Bernie Sanders, who I supported in 2016 and 2020, had a heart attack on the campaign trail in 2020. And, you know, she rushed to his side and to many progressives that made us, you know, feel like her and the other squad members were going to be the younger gen- generation that was inspired um, 
by Bernie, and 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 uh, some still think that I'm not one of them. But uh, at any rate, she gave a, a speech that was uh, very much in the news um, uh, about in defense of uh, Ilhan Omar, who was kicked off of the. Mm-hmm. House Foreign Affairs Committee. Committee. Is that the right name of it? I the, yes. Yeah, the Foreign Affair, the Foreign Affairs Committee. Yeah. Yeah, I have the clip. If you want, I can play it. Yeah, so let's play all... it. Here we go. And for those who who don't who are from out of the country and may not know who AOC is, she's the young progressive. She's in her thirties. She's a uh, representative in the house uh, from the Bronx. And mm-hmm. um, she's also one of the most uh, popular uh, members of, I mean, she's polarizing because the right hates her and calls her a socialist. I don't think that she mm-hmm. is a socialist, but um, you know, just to, uh, just to read a little thing about her, uh, Ocasio-Cortez represents one vision of the Democratic Party's future. She's a young Hispanic woman, three cornerstones of the party's electoral coalition. She's a Democratic Socialist at a time when confidence in capitalism is declining, especially among progressive millennials. The issues she ran on, a Green New Deal, Medicare for All, a federal jobs guarantee, abolishing ICE, are animating a new generation of Democrat. She's a political phenomenon, part activist, part legislator, and arguably, arguably the best storyteller in the party uh, since Barack Obama, and perhaps the only Democrat right now with the star power to challenge President Donald Trump's. So this was from a this was from a while. This article was from a while back, and I didn't write down what I got it from. But, like, she's she's got fourteen mil, million uh, followers. Twitter. I mean, yeah. you know, the you know, she's she she could, uh, you know, she she's very very powerful. When she won her first office, she became known for a, appealing uh, younger style of tweet, and she was then given the. Um, giving lessons to, you know, older congressmen on, 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 on how to tweet, including, you know, how to be saucy, how to use uh, emojis, and just to connect better with young people, which she certainly did. And and I think why, why, why she resonates with me and a lot of people that, you know, I, like-minded people like myself, is that she speaks very plainly and, you know, because go- government and politics can be very confusing. It's very hard to follow. And she she has a, she's very good at breaking things down in layman's terms, whether it's on Twitter or she'll do these, like, long lives. Um, sometimes she'll do them with young people to, to help explain these laws and these rules that are passing that just sound like gibberish to a lot of us. So I think that is why another reason why she is very big and um, has a lot of favor with young people and, and uh, young young uh, Gen Z millennials. Well, she's also quite pretty, which helps. Um, you know, and uh, you know, this, this the article I was quoting from said that, you know, her, um, when she revealed on Instagram, uh, it, it says immediately after she tweeted the name of her signature red lipstick, uh, Beso by Stila, it sold out online. So, you know, her 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 fans go beyond her politics. She's mm-hmm. lovely young woman, and um, 
uh, you know, she's been, um, she's, she's, you know, they, they, they hate her on Fox News, and um, so. Well, you know, Fox she, News always hates anyone that's fucking speaking sense, but yes. that's either here or there. Let's play the clip. Also, as a fellow New Yorker, I think one of the things that we should talk about here is also one of the disgusting legacies after 9-11 has been the targeting and racism against Muslim Americans throughout the United States of America. And this is an extension of that legacy. Consistency, there is nothing consistent with the Republican Party's continued attack except for the racism and incitement of violence against women of color in this body. I had a member of the Republican caucus threaten my life and you all and the Republican caucus rewarded him with one of the most prestigious committee assignments in this Congress. Don't tell me this is about consistency. Don't tell me that this is about an abdic- a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have t- who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an, an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't Tell me because I didn't get a single apology. Time has expired. My life was threatened. Thank you. Which again, so this is a lot. This is in response to them taking Elon Omar off of the off of the Foreign Affairs Committee when she is in fact an immigrant. So it's like of of all the people you would see to take off of that community, community, committee. It just seems asinine to do that to Ilan Omar. And of course, we know that the Republicans are going to take some Democrats off of committees and put their people on. But it just seems so wild that of all the people they could take off, they they target the the immigrant congresswoman. It seems so back ass backwards. Well, um, I I mean I I I don't know that I I'm following the um, she would be good on foreign affairs committee because she is an immigrant alone but let me tell you a, a a little bit about why they do not want her why republicans and kevin mccarthy do not want her on a foreign affairs committee and that is because earlier on in her career um she made some strong statements which are regarded as anti-Semitic. Now, a lot of things are regarded as anti-Semitic. It can be regarded as anti-Semitic if you say that you want uh, the Palestinian to the Palestinian people to not be oppressed. You know, that's that's the difference. That's that's not you disliking Jewish people or being an anti-Semite, that's saying, no, we don't like Israel, which is right now a very far-right government, which, you know, has killed over 30, I think it may be over 40, uh, Palestinians this year already. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it, they're, they're using, the Republicans are using, Republicans have a bizarre dynamic with, uh, Jewish voters in the United States because I think 70% of Jews vote Democrat regularly. So there's not a lot of 70%? Jewish, yeah, like like it's it's like 3 quarters. It's like a lot are Democrats. Mm-hmm. So um however, you will see like Sheldon Adelson, a very prominent Las Vegas uh you know, Jewish tycoon 
who, you know, backed Trump because even though, um, you know, the, the, the anti-Semitism could be coming from Republican, you know, people more, the Republican Party will try to push a harder line with Israel. For example, Trump wanted to move uh, the capital of Israel from Tel Aviv to Bethlehem. And this is something that is seen as, you know, I mean, there's a big, I don't even want to get into the argument, but, you know, uh, Joe Biden continue, said that he thought that was also the right thing to do, even though that's considered not um, stirring the flames of the Palestinians as opposed to keeping it in Tel Aviv. So what now, now what, this, this is where it gets complicated. Yes, the Republicans were bitching. So in, in a sense here, what AOC is saying is not exactly right. They're not saying that, um, she says that they're targeting women, of, uh, Ilhan, because she's a woman of color. They're targeting her and not wanting her on a foreign affairs, affairs committee because they say that she has had dealt with, with anti-Semitic tropes and words in the past, mm -hmm. and therefore she is not fit to be on there. And, the, you know, a very good argument that was made by Glenn Greenwald, who is a, a you know, P Pulitzer Prize winning thing, is that, well, they also didn't want Eric Swalwell on the Foreign Affairs Committee, and they also didn't want Adam Schiff on the committee, um, because of stuff that they had said, and they're both white and they're not female. I know? call bullshit and all of that. That's all bullshit. It's, it's hypocritical bullshit. The, yeah, the, they, they have problems with with, with Ilan Omar. Yeah, they, they put in fucking an insurrectionist, um, fucking Marjorie Taylor Green on committees. George Santos, who has lied about his whole fucking shit, is about to be on two committees, but yet now they want to be all moral and not put it, bullshit. They're doing it because she is a woman and because she's a woman of color, period. Yeah. I don't think that's true. And so then, I mean, but, but how can you have standards with when it comes to that, but all the other committees with people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and all these fucking insurrections of people are, are, are on other committees? I talk about the Jews have space lasers, so it, like, it, it doesn't make any sense. But she didn't, Marjorie didn't exactly say that Jews have, but she, did, she didn't exactly say that, but um, so. But she, is a, but she is an insurrectionist and an election denier. So how can you have that person on, in, charge of, in charge of democracy when they are, anti-democracy because her side does not believe that 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 there was an insurrection or that it was as, as big of a deal I but mean, it's of not about believing gonna... about it is a fact that we had an insurrection that is not something you can choose to believe or not it is a fact that however many fucking people stormed the capitol that is not uh, i don't think that happened bitch it did happen there's documented proof right okay but both sides, so the Republicans who were on the side of the insurrection will try to minimize it. And then the, the Democrats who want to paint all Republicans as insurrectionists will go around saying nonsense like this was as bad as 9-11 or Pearl Harbor, which is a, a gross exaggeration and an insult to the all of the people. I mean, just in terms of the p number of people who died, um, in 9-11 in Pearl Harbor. There's no comparison. 
I mean, so, no, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that those are the same things. I am saying, however, that uh, that and I, I don't I don't think Democrats are not painting all Republicans as insurrectionists. The ones who are, we say that they are, but we're not saying all that that is that is also not true. No one, no Democrat is saying every Republican out there is an insurrectionist that can't be trusted. No, the ones that are, we, we call them out. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I. <laughs> Okay, okay, but the, the this is, doesn't really have as much to do with the insurrectionist as it does Ilhan Omar. Do you want to know who what Republicans stood up for Ilhan Omar? The hated Matt Gates, who said because Ilhan has had critical positions of U.S. foreign policy in the past which I agree on, um, the, uh, that she should be represented as a different view. But um, there is an article in The Intercept that's called Democrats Paved the Way for These Republican Attacks on Ilhan Omar because they have been criticizing her as well. The, the current minority leader, Hakeem Jeffries, said uh, that the vote was about political revenge, in other words, the vote for the foreign affair. But Omar had, quote, clearly made mistakes, unquote, and, quote, used uh, anti-Semitic tropes, unquote. So, um, you know, the article goes on to say, when Democrats were in control of the House, they were often attacking Ilhan for the exact same thing and throwing her under the bus when Republicans started criticizing her. Um, you know, they have created an environment that shows they're willing to attack and throw anyone under the bus who calls for Palestinian human rights. This is a quote from Beth Miller, political director of Jewish Voice for Peace Action. I want to also just talk about something that that is related to this because the Republicans came in and what happened, there was this odd thing with McCarthy where not everybody wanted him to be speaker. Right. And um, they, uh, they, some of the, 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 I think it was the, the more out there Republicans uh, exacted some conditions saying, we will vote for you if you do this and this. I don't remember what they were, um, something that Republicans like. And he gave it to them and he got the votes. So mm -hmm. this is why I wanna bring this up in conjunction with AOC. So like I say, I was very hopeful that AOC would be the leader of the young progressives and lead them to victory since a lot of young people are progressive. Thank you, young people. Um, but she has given up on a lot of things that she could have done. Uh, progressives were urging her to not vote for Nancy Pelosi as speaker because AOC had complained that uh, Nancy would not even allow them to hold a floor vote on Medicare for all. And this became a big issue among progressives called force the vote. And when a commentator called Jimmy Dore was urging her very strongly in very strong language, she called that violence. 
even though she had been saying she wanted a floor vote and that now she has all this leverage because the new squad members had just been voted in, the new progressives, and they actually had enough leverage to do what some of the Republicans did, which is say, we'll vote for you, Nancy, as speaker. But here are the uh, conditions that mm -hmm. we want. So it's frustrating for me to see the, you know, I mean, in the past, uh, AOC has said things like, if we were in Europe, Joe Biden and I would be in a different party because she would be in, in, there are more progressive parties in Europe and she would be in a more progressive party. So it is her job to blast, as she does in this speech, the Republicans and their methods, but she's her also her stock in trade is to blast the establishment Democrats. That's how she made her name before she was about lipstick. She was talking about American oligarch. She was talking about challenging Republicans and Democrats who didn't do enough for the people and who, you know, th th there was too much money in politics. And so this force the vote thing was something that caused her to lose credibility among some progressives. Um, you know, another thing that she did is went to an abortion rally outside the Capitol and uh, was being escorted away by the police with her hands behind her back. She saw someone that she knew and suddenly her arms weren't tied behind her back and she waved to them. And it was like, what? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I need to see a clip of this to have a comment on it or like what it is. But I'm sure there has to be a, a nonsensical reason or, or a reason as to what that is. That, that I, have, I would have to see a clip of it. I don't know at this moment. Okay, so she was she, not handcuffed. She was not handcuffed. Yeah. Okay. Because it was weird because she and someone else, you know, did it. And it looked like they were going to jail in handcuffs. But, um, I, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. So, let I me, mean, uh, a lot uh, of progressives were saying that too because it made it look like, oh, she's being hauled off to jail, but wait, is she? <laughs> no, so. Yeah, she wasn't arrested, really. Um, and an another thing that that is, um, listen, even the most stalwart Democrats will express uh, disappointment with Democrats sometimes and say they won't fight. You know that that like like they're they're the good guys or they're they're Michelle Obama. You go uh, they go low, we go high. You know as if they're you know the more up and up thing, and that's sometimes explained why you know they why they won't do away with the filibuster to really, you know, get stuff that they've said so important done. But this is from the week, a liberal uh, newspaper, it may be culture also, but I saw this on the news thing. So there are growing strategic reasons why majority Chuck Schumer and his allies should make life so unbearable for Manchin and Cinema. This was back when Manchin and Cinema were derailing a lot of Joe Biden's, uh, because the Democrats had, a, they're senators, mm -hmm. and the Democrats had a small 
majority with Kamala as the tiebreaker. It says both of both Mansion and Cinema aren't up for re-election, um, and uh, you know they they were derailing all the, this stuff. So um, th- what this what this article is suggesting, uh, as other par- people have suggested, first Schumer could announce that the Democratic Party will not support re-election bids for Mansion and Cinema, and actively side with their primary challengers. In other words withdraw the Democratic Party machine as a punishment. Don't give them the money. Don't give them the endorsements. That's one thing that they could have stopped. Second, the pair Mm -hmm. could be stripped of their committee assignments, which Ilhan Omar was. And, And so why could not Chuck Schumer do that with Cinema and Mansion when they were fucking up so much legislation, important stuff like the $15 uh, minimum wage. And and after the week goes on, after after which Biden could deliver a speech arguing that the Democrats who deliberately sabotage their party over and over again are not welcome in the big tent. The DNC could formally censure both senators as the RNC did with GOP reps Liz Cheney and Adam Kinziger due to their support for the impeachment of former President Trump. So while you can't, you know, run them out of office, um, there are things like pulling them off of their committee seats if they're ruining everything for, you know, Biden and siding with the Republicans and mm-hmm. making sure that, you know, codifying Roe, voting rights and so many other things, uh, you know, the George Floyd Policing Act, you know, if it hadn't been for them, you know, I, I didn't ever see the Democrat. I mean, I, I saw the Democrats saying, oh, Mansion and yeah, I agree. Horrible. I agree. We, I, 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 as a, as a, someone watching this happen in real time, like over the past couple years, uh, two years, I, a lot of times, I also was like, like, why, like, why aren't we doing more to, to stop them from doing this? And I, I mean, I don't know everything a lot, a whole lot about politics. I'm, you know, so I don't know what they could have done. But I always was wondering, I'm like, why can't, like, how are we just allowing them to do this? I thought it'd be like once they're there, bitch, that's it. Like we, we can't do anything. And I was always thinking, hopefully, we could get them to stop or incentivize or, or, them to not be so, so, so chaotic. Yeah, I mean, some people did organize protests outside of um, mansions. I mean, they, they filmed them. Actually, one of them, it was hilarious. He was on a boat, you know, <laughs> docks somewhere. I don't think West Virginia has, I don't know where it was. But at any rate, at one point, uh, Bernie Sanders took out an ad, I think. In the local paper, saying that this is what Joe Manchin—you know, West Virginia is a poor state—and this is what Miss Bernice and said took out an ad in the in the newspaper that said, you know, uh, I will go there and debate him. But what Joe Manchin is—the legislation that he's killing—that the Democrats want is something that West Virginians really, really need. So, um, you know, if you're a bitter and cynical whore like me, you would say maybe there are more Democrats whose politics are similar to conservative cinema and mansion, and they didn't want all those programs uh, like $15 minimum wage anyway. I mean, that's that's right. the cynical way to, to look at it. But I mean, you know, you, I mean, at one point they invited, you know, there was always a fear that they would switch parties. 
you know, and, and now cinema has turned into an independent, um, a corrupt independent. I'm sure. <laughs> well, we will keep on diving into these topics as we do week by week, but I think our time together, Lady Bunny, today has come to an end. Okay, gay OC. Gay OC, honey, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you um, are you in LA? I, I am in you, LA. I just got back today, and I'm here for a week, and then I go to Australia for a week. Ooh, girl, got you some miles going there. I know. What, what are you doing in, in Australia? I'm doing the white. It's the World Pride in Australia, so I'm doing the white party there and the drag house party. Okay. Okay. Yeah, all white. The all white, uh, all white party, y'all. If you're in Australia, come and check me out in Sydney on the 24th. I'll be there. I'm um, doing the white party for World Pride, and on the 23rd, I'll be in Melbourne um, for Drag House. All what is Pride. Drag House. What is? It's like a, it's just a, a drag party they have celebrating Pride in Melbourne. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. I I, I won't be in uh, overseas in exotic Australia. But I will be in Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama. Birmingham, Alabama. Mm. Yeah, you know, uh, performing there on the 25th of February. And I'll be DJing this Saturday at Come On, everybody, in Brooklyn, which I loved the first time and cannot wait to go back. The work. I, th- th- talk about a cool audience in Brooklyn. I played Lady Red Couture's version of Ain't Nothing Going On But The Rent. And mm-hmm. someone knew it was her, my friend Jason Cavaris. Uh, I said, "Wow, rest in, rest in peace, Lady Red Couture." She does a great cover of that song. That's it's not easy to sing. Yeah, I got I got to check it out. I never, I didn't know she sang. She, she, one day she told me, I can sound exactly like Patti LaBelle, but I'm not going to do it for less than ten thousand dollars. I was kind of like, "Well, honey, maybe if you just showed him a little bit." <laughs> Yeah, they would book you for ten thousand. Maybe Patty would book you. Uh, the name of the song is "Ain't Nothing Going On But the Rent." It's a, a Gwen Guthrie song. She's the original singer. It was a big hit. It was like a crossover Paradise Garage hit. And Lady Red Couture with Adam Joseph, who does a lot of um, uh, songs based on Drag Race catchphrases, um, did a, a house version of it. And I mean. You don't really touch a a, a, a a Gwen Guthrie song unless you got some serious chops, and Lady Red did. Well, I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah. Well, you, but you have a good rest of your week, and I will talk to you very soon, girl. All righty. All right. Bye. Podcast Network.